Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello and happy Friday. Hope you're okay on January the 6th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Coming up, we've been speaking to a sitting-born man who's delivering much-needed aid to Ukraine. And we look ahead to Gillingham's huge game in the FA Cup this weekend. But first, a drug driver from Faversham who crashed and flipped his car, injuring three passengers, has been locked up. Well, Lucy joins me now with more info on this one. When did the crash happen, Lucy? Well, Maidstone Crown Court heard that Jacob Luton repeatedly drove past his former partner while shouting abuse out of the window of the car in February last year. It was then that he hit two bumps in the road and lost control. The car crashed into a tree and overturned. It was revealed he was 12 times the drug drive limit when it happened. Can you tell us any more about the other people who were in the car? Well, they were all aged 16 at the time and suffered a range of injuries. One was trapped in the vehicle and after being rescued, had to be taken to a London hospital with several broken bones. And what sentence was handed down? The 19-year-old from Herne Hill has been sent to a young offenders institution for 16 months. He's also been banned from driving for more than four and a half years. He admitted causing serious injury by driving dangerously and driving while over the drug limit. He claimed the crash happened after he'd taken cocaine for the first time in the toilets of Faversham's Tesco, but denied it was the cause of the crash. Finally, Lucy, what did the judge have to say? Well, Judge Julian Smith said he accepted accepted Luton was regretful and remorseful. He added it was fortunate no one was killed. Kent Online News. Some other top stories for you today. And a man's been arrested as part of an investigation into a number of attacks near Chatham. Several people are thought to have been assaulted in the shopping area of Lordswood earlier this week. A 22-year-old remains in custody. Police are hunting a man who punched a woman after breaking into a house in Deal in the middle of the night. The victims who live on Cannon Street woke up to find him threatening them and demanding their keys. He eventually climbed out of a window and ran away. We've shared a computer-generated image of the suspect via our socials. A court's heard how a sitting-born student attacked two police officers as they tried to protect her from an attack. They saw Jasmine Apps being assaulted last month and arrested the man responsible, but the victim then punched and hit the officers. The 33-year-old from Forge Road has been ordered to do 80 hours of unpaid work and pay more than £300. Now, as a Russian ceasefire begins in Ukraine, the Kent Online podcast has been speaking to a sitting-born man who's delivering aid near the front line. Brian Grove has spent the last few days taking medical supplies and generators to villages that are being attacked. He says he's committed to helping the victims of the war for as long as it continues. I can't see me giving up unless something makes me give up. Um... I'll be honest, frequently I think I've had enough of this. And there are times then you think, you know, this is too much. But when you get here and you see the happy faces from the people that you've managed to help and also the even not in the city, the places where you're helping, the gratitude from ordinary people in Ukraine, you just think, I can't stop doing this. I've got to keep going. This is something that's actually worthwhile. Um, And let's be honest, there's not many times in a person's life you get the chance to really make a difference. 
and this makes a difference. And that's why I say to people, you know, please, 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 if you can, give. If you can't, do anything, you know, fundraise, whatever, just anything, because this is a long, a long war. As people keep telling me out here, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And the first time I came out here, um, I'd ended up spending my first night in Ukraine in a basement bomb shelter after a missile attack close by. And I then spent the next um, couple of days with some young ladies in the west of Ukraine who were refugees themselves, having been bombed out of Kiev. And the most important thing they kept saying to me, and other people still say the same, is please don't let the world forget us. That is their greatest fear. Kent Online reports. Rochester could be left without a post office by the end of the year. Payden's chemist is pulling out of running the service from November. Bosses are looking for someone else to step in. The high street is already without any banks. A reminder for drivers, a stretch of the M20 is going to be closed overnight, so Operation Brock can be deactivated. It was put in place over Christmas and New Year to reduce disruption if there were delays crossing the channel. The motorway will be closed in both directions between Maidstone and Ashford from 8 tonight. Don't forget, you can follow updates on our travel blog and hear the very latest on our sister radio station at KMFM. Staying with Transport News and at Kent Online today, you can see new drone pictures of the work being done at the Stockbury Roundabout. £92 million is being spent on upgrading the junction linking with the A249 and M2. The coastbound slip roads on and off the motorway at Junction 5 have been closed for the past four months but are due to reopen within weeks. Now, it's feared more parents will book cheaper holidays during term time this year because of the cost of living crisis. It's thought more than a quarter in the southeast will be prepared to pay the fine for taking their child out of school because it'll still work out less expensive. Hugo Loden works for Kent-based holiday company Holiday Extras and advises against it. They've actually been carrying out some research and Hugo has been telling me about it. What we're finding is those without families... The two main things they're doing is by searching for the best deal, as well as looking at uh, an alternative or cheaper destination. However, if you isolate it for families only, um, the interesting bit of the research is that more than a third of them are, are either already or are planning on taking their, their families on holiday in term time. Um, now, what, what we've done some independent research analysis on this, and what that shows is that actually um, a term time holiday, even accounting for the fines that come with that, are 20% cheaper than going in, in holidays. Now, whilst I fully sympathise with those families, yeah, four, four children myself, Holodex, was, we, are, um, we, we would really recommend to those families to look at alternative ways of reducing the cost of their holidays. Uh, the, the, the two best ways of doing that, the first one is to, let's say, look for the best deal. Um, the second one is to book well in advance. That's the holiday, as well as the extras themselves. Uh, that can save significant sums of money. And the third one is looking at a cheaper destination. Uh, the, the demand in the summer holidays and the, the sort of summer half term is, is, is the highest of the year. And therefore, that is the point at which holiday, you know, hotels and, and those selling holidays, um, obviously, the prices go up. So that is really where the differential comes in. We did actually, Holiday Extras did do some research uh, midway through last year, 
as the cost of living crisis was looming to really un- try and understand what level of demand there was for holidays in 2023. And that, that was as strong as ever. It's resounding Look, you know, that pent up demand still remains. Uh, shared experiences of families is still, you know, one of the most valuable things that um, families and travellers want to spend money on. And therefore, uh, we feel, you know, I'm quietly optimistic about 2023. On average, holidays during turn time are 28% cheaper. That drops to 19% when a fine is taken into account. Kent Online reports. A boss of Medway's biggest taxi firm is urging cabbies to accept card payments to prevent passengers being left stranded if they don't have cash. Mark Robinson, who co-owns Vokes, has written to drivers who only accept notes and coins, asking them to get card machines fitted. It comes after a teacher said she had to walk home in Rochester at night after being denied a taxi journey because she couldn't pay with cash. Now, this is one of our most read stories today. A prominent Kent businessman has made the decision to sell the last of his chain of seafood restaurants as he winds down his empire. Turolo Parrot sold two of the Hythe Bay restaurants in Hythe and Deal during lockdown. The 88-year-old has now put his third site, the Dover Patrol, up for sale. A woman's found what's thought to be part of a whale's skull on a Kent beach. Anna Summerfield was walking along the seafront in Woolmer when she made the discovery. It has been reported to the authorities and you can see a picture by heading to the website today. And Canterbury has been named as one of the best places in the UK for a romantic getaway. As studies highlighted the city's cobbled streets and beautiful buildings. The list is also based on the quality of hotels, restaurants and other activities. Canterbury comes fourth and was beaten by Brighton, York and Bath. Kent Online Sports. Football and more now on the new appointments at Priestfield as Gillingham look to avoid relegation from League Two. New owner Brad Gallanson has been at the club this week and welcomed a new director of football in Kenny Jacket. And Andy Hessenthaler returns to the club as head of recruitment. He's certainly a fan's favourite as a former player and manager. His reaction from our sports reporter, Luke Cordell. Um, I've lost count of how many times he's come back now, but um, he's been player, manager, caretaker, manager, coach. I think he's been director of football for a period as well for a year. So he's done most of the jobs. Um, but it shows that um, the money that um, investor, new owner Brad Gallinson's putting in is, is now being spent. Um, they're putting together a structure off the field that can only help them on the field, bringing Hess's experience with Kenny Jacket as the director of football. That's great for the club. I mean, that, that's two really experienced heads to help Neil Harrison and the sort of skeleton staff they did have here in the past. Um, things are really looking up at the club at the moment. Um, Harris said he wanted help, namely players, but I mean, blimey, he's going to have a lot of experience and a lot of help off the field now, and that's only going to help the team. So it's uh, it's good news for the Jills. It's great to have Hesse back. Um, he, he's done a really good job at Dover under real difficult circumstances there. Um, I think he leaves them mid-table, so he's not done a bad job there, really considering what he had to sort of play with. Um, but he's, he's returned to a Gillingham that, at the moment, look at League Two table, they're, they're struggling badly. But um, with the new owner on board, spending his money, better things certainly seem like they're, they're going to be ahead. And it's a massive game for the Jills this weekend as they take on Premier League side Leicester City in a lucrative third round FA Cup tie. It's a sellout at Priestfield. So let's hear from manager Neil Harris. We've got through two really tough rounds against difficult opponents. You know, people seem to underestimate the game of Fylde and getting a draw and beating them at home and then the same with Dagenham. You sort of like, oh, it's an easy ride. No, it's not. It was, it was 
12 football league clubs lost in non-league clubs this year already. No, it's not, it's not an easy ride. Um, we've, we've earned the right to be here. We've earned the right to play Leicester at home. We've earned the right for our fan base to enjoy an afternoon, um, a little bit of freedom to come and watch their team without fear of any result. Um, and it's the same with the players. Same for me to a certain extent. And we did that with Brentford and we did it with Wolves. And for Brentford, we were competitive and won the game. Um, Wolves, we were competitive for 77 minutes. I was forced to make changes and, and the game slipped away from us. And that's what we want to do in this one. It's going to be tough. Leicester can have the football. No secret to that. Anyone that's coming to watch, <laughs> don't expect you to, 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 to command the, uh, the footballing areas. Um, but we want to be competitive and we want to have a right go. And, and we want to try and cause an upset. Um, like I said, this is an enjoyable one. The focus is hard to pull next week. What do you do? Go for the replay? Have a nice day out, aren't they? <laughs> we don't want to replay. We haven't got to, we've got fit league fixtures in. We don't, we don't, look, if, it, if it's tight in the second half, we'll be going to win the game. Um, I hope it's every bit as good an experience as last time I managed against Leicester um, and, and we beat them. Um, it, it's, I, I just want to enjoy the environment. I want to enjoy the atmosphere. I, I, just, I just want our fans just to come. They've had such a tough period. We've all had a tough period. I just want the fans to come and enjoy the day. Um, I want the players to test themselves against top quality opposition um, and just see where it takes us. You mentioned the uh, last time we played Leicester, might be the last time we played Leicester and beat them in the FA Cup and Millwall. Yes. And I think they were Premier League champions, the yes. whole Raymond champions at the time. Yep. How does this challenge compared to that challenge. Ah, look, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, we, we, we were going well in League One at the time um, and the difference is we're, we're a league blow and, and, and struggled this season. So, yeah, miles apart. The similarity is we're the underdog. We're playing Leicester City. They've got a different manager, different players. Um, I'm a different club, different players, um, different time, different space. So, um, the challenge is the same. We've got to pull off a monumental effort to get a positive result. But this is the beauty of the FA Cup, isn't it? Anything's possible. And it's occasions like that which you remember forever. It is, yeah. And that's the, the experiences you have growing up as a kid. Um, and why I, we, we all love the game. Um, I thought the World Cup was mega. I thought it was brilliant, this one. FA Cup's a better competition for me. It just gives bottom of the Football League a chance to play against world-class players um, that doesn't happen in a lot of other competitions around the world and you know we get a chance to look forward to it and and what players do in these sort of competitions they get a chance to write their name in history and that's what players have done in the past and my players have got an opportunity to do that kickoff tomorrow is at the earlier time of 12 30 it's also in front of the tv cameras plus you'll be able to get updates on kent online and we'll have reaction to the result in bulletins on our sister radio station kmfm on sunday morning you'll also be able to hear reaction in the podcast on monday well, that's all from us for today hope you have a fantastic weekend thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok you can also get an update of the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To do that, you need to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.